Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about your favorite time of day to have sex and why during this season it makes sense for your marriage. And there's an anonymous quote that says, it's not about having time, it's about making time. And when we're talking about your sexual intimacy, for a lot of you, it is about making the time mm-hmm. and what time of day that is, as we're talking about that in today's episode. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And hug is really... It's an opportunity for us to celebrate you, to to share the strategies maybe that you've deployed in your own marriage to have breakthrough. And this hug comes from a post in the One Family uh, private Facebook group that was about marriage coaching. And this wife starts off by saying, my husband and I spent 20 years in cycles. Mm. These included physical abuse, emotional abuse, thirty year a 30-year porn sex addiction, emotional affair, financial infidelity, anger addiction, and more. We have overcome so much, but to be honest, getting coaching from Elisa, yes, we did counseling too, was what launched us into breaking cycles, facing very difficult truths, and ultimately having victory in our marriage. We aren't done yet. One of those old bad cycles came back recently, but we were able to squash it together because we had the tools to do so. Mm, I love it. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. You know, a lot of people, I think when it comes to marriage coaching, think they're the only ones. And yet when you hear a hug like that of just a couple that broke through, you realize, you know what? You can do it too. With 500 plus clients, I think you remember almost every single one of them. Elisa has this really interesting knack of remembering people from even just their email, like their email address. Like I can't remember what happened last week in a lot of cases, but if it's something with my coaches, yeah, or my coaching clients, absolutely. Yeah. And if you're in a place where you're stuck and you feel like this is happening in your marriage, apply for coaching. There's no obligation, but apply. Get started. Take that first step, and you can do that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Now, as Tony said at the top of this episode, we're talking about your favorite time of day to have sex and why you know why during the season it makes sense. And and you know, even prepping for the show, I started thinking, I'm like, I wonder when it was that we started thinking about what time of day we have sex. right like like that's not a conversation that i don't think you know organically happened in the early years of our marriage like i remember i I don't know if it was movies i mean i grew up watching soap operas you know my my grandmother and my mom you know it's like a generational thing watching soap operas in the afternoon and and uh you know, I remember like they were always like all the sex scenes were always like at night or it was mm-hmm. dark. And so, so I remember even as a young wife thinking, okay, like you have sex at night, right? At the end of the day, you have sex at night. That's kind of, well, I think even myself as a child and thinking about my own parents in, in just thinking about, okay, 
when would my parents have sex? I know this is a weird thing to think about, but I knew but when my parents would. Well, because the door got locked. Yeah, because my dad and mom had this loud lock on their door. So you would always hear it click. Now, when I was a younger child, I didn't understand it. As I got older, I understood it. You all get what I'm saying. But it was always in the evening. And obviously, if we weren't around, I wouldn't have known. Sure. But from my perception as a child growing up in my home, it was always in the evening time. Now, side note, this is why we tell you people to lock your doors every day so that your kids don't know if that's the cue that you're having sex or if it's just, you know, mom and dad are in bed and their doors locked. I would have never been one of those child children either to like get up and go to my parents' room. Like that wasn't like ever in my like childhood of like, oh, I'm just going to get up and walk into my parents' room. Like, no, that was not the thing. (laughs) So... Um, I know many of us have had children walk in or, you know, knocking and all that sort of stuff. Me personally growing up, it just wasn't a thing. You just didn't walk into mom and dad's room. Yeah, there you go. Rules. Um, But coming back to the whole like time of day to have sex and that type of thing. Like this was never a conversation we had until we kind of like, and I don't even know. I think it was maybe when we did the 60 day sex challenge, which for those of you that are just like, what did she just say? It's episode number one, um, where we talk about that. But that was when we were at a point in time, I think very specifically where we had to not just rely on having sex at night. Well, I think it was the first time in our marriage where we had to be conscious of when we were going to be sexually intimate because of the challenge of having sex every day correct, and having to make sure that we were working that in our schedules and with the children, our children at the time were five and two. And so we had to have some awareness now because it wasn't just a happenstance of like, Oh, we're going to have sex at that point in time. We'd have sex maybe once, twice a month prior to that time. And so now we had to get like, like conscious of what are we doing? Because if we're going to only do this at night, we are going to get bored and we're going to get run down because day after day, things happening. So yeah, I think that was probably the first time. And I'm going to put, for those of you who haven't listened to that episode, it is episode one, so you can find it on your favorite podcast app. I will also put um, a link here in the episode notes for you. And you know, coming back to this, I mean, so much of this and this conversation that we're even talking about is, you know, the two of you going, okay, well, what time of day do we most often have sex? And, and how does that work for us? Right. Because, you know, like we're talking about this conversation didn't even happen for us until we were what, 11 years, in? 11 years, yeah, in. 11 years in. Holy mm-hmm. cow. Um, but like, I remember when we had newborns and little kids and it was just like, oh my gosh, falling into bed late at night. Or, you know, the only time we would have sex that wasn't at night, I think was when we were on vacation or had a night away from our kids. And we're like, oh my gosh, like, like we can do it in the middle of the day. What is that? But it wasn't like that was a regular thing. And then you move into this place as your if you have kids, as your kids get older, and then like they're in and out during the day. So you might have daytime opportunities because teenagers are out later at night and they sleep in and all of this kind of stuff. And then you also like as aging happens, um, sometimes and not even as aging, sometimes you just have little kids and you're tired at night. And so like the fatigue thing starts to become a factor. And so like even for us, and many of you have heard it even on this show, like I have said, I like awake sex. Well, and it's interesting you say that, but I also remember there was this season where morning sex to us, and I know we did episodes around this season because it was more prevalent in that time. And now, currently, I can't remember the last time we've had morning sex. 
No, we have definitely, I mean, like we have run the full like clock gamut of like waking hours because we we've not been the couple over the years that like wakes up in the middle like that was never really a big thing for us to wake up in the middle of the night and have sex i know some of you actually share that's your favorite thing to do yeah um, which i think is really cool but yeah that wasn't us yeah i mean w- i'm sleeping i'm out like i'm done like don't bother if he gets me. up to go to the bathroom he immediately comes back goes to sleep like there's there's, there's nothing. nothing but literally over the course of our marriage we have gone from like nighttime to morning to afternoon i mean like now our favorite hours are probably between 10 and 6 like on mm-hmm. any, any given day right Mm -hmm. because our kids are not home we're awake and you know we work it around work schedules and things like we also both work out of the home together so that Mm -hmm. is an added caveat there but we've done this kind of whole cycle and it was really interesting to ask all of you what is your favorite time what is your favorite time of day to be sexually intimate and you know it's not it's not much of a surprise that 52 percent of the one family said at night Mm-hmm. that's I, I don't think that's a surprise but what was interesting is that morning and afternoon actually almost split down the middle it was 23 percent for morning and 25 percent in the afternoon saying that it was your favorite time and what i loved is that it wasn't just you guys telling us like what your favorite time was it was about telling us why and you know getting into this place and i love these responses because this can actually become sort of a jumping off point for the two of you to explore hey how is this working for us Mm-hmm. just because and, and I want to before I even share the why like just because you've always had sex at a certain time of day I will tell you there's nothing in the rules that says you can't have sex at other times of the day and maybe even discover a time of day that you like better because some of these responses were things like I'm not sleepy or I can snuggle and go to sleep right after mm-hmm. for some of you it was the kids are sleeping and I'm awake that's a really good combo whether it's nap time or bedtime, it's a really good combo when the kids are sleeping and you are awake. Um, I'm relaxed. Somebody said, we're empty nesters, so any time <laughs> is good. Yep. And as I talk to more and more empty nesters, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And not only any time, but like your kids aren't home. So there you go. Um, I don't feel like I need to be doing anything else. We're less likely to be interrupted. I have more energy and it starts the day with love. Now, the very next comment that came in was end of the day, away from the chaos, and we can focus on each other, which I love because those come back to back mm-hmm. in terms of the responses. She's more likely to be in the mood. Again, with the sleeping teenagers are still sleeping or the kids are all asleep. That's an age and stage response. It's the only time that we're alone together. In the evening, we have more time. In the morning, we have more energy. That was the same response or that both of those came from the same response, which I love. And, you know, a lot of these responses clearly indicated what time of day they were having sex. But what I loved about so many of them is that you don't necessarily know what time of day is their favorite time. And the reason I think that's so important is because it, it gets you thinking, well, why, when am I most relaxed? For some of you that might be first thing in the morning and for others of you, that's the last thing at night. How much does it matter to me? Like, which kids do I need to have sleeping and how do they sleep? Yeah, and I think it, 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 that's so good. And even just from morning, like from morning to evening, and I, and I know I read some responses of, you know, morning was great because I'm awake. Like, there's nothing on my plate yet. I There's nothing on my mind. I can focus in on what we are doing together. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, the adverse is like at the end of the day, I'm running through what needs to get done. I'm 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 dealing with the day that 
has gone by. Um, but for other folks, I also saw like at the end of the day, because it's just like, it puts my mind to rest. It lets me and allows me to let go of the day. Mm-hmm. And so the beauty is, and I think it's, we are humans, we are growing, we are learning. It's an internal like check, like what is it for me? And for Elisa and I, the One Extraordinary Marriage Show and, and what we do here for the one family is to encourage you to figure out what's best for your marriage. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter what's best for mine and Elisa's marriage or your best friend across the street or down the road or across the country. What matters is your marriage. So often we'll get DMs and emails about certain things that are happening in your marriage. And literally the question is, what should I do? And sometimes it's only like two or three sentences and then it's a, what can I do? Or what should I do? Tell me. I'm here to tell you that that's not up to Elisa and I. This is introspection. This is you guys engaging one another in your sexual intimacy and in your emotional intimacy to find out what is best for you. Mm. It is your extraordinary marriage. And just like when we talk about something as simple as time of day, it can make a vast difference in how the two of you connect. Mm-hmm. And in this season for Elisa and I, it's afternoon. It, and it can be some, it's almost even like that late afternoon where it's not yet dark, but the sun's still up. And there's something about that for us that just allows us to be so connected, but we're still awake. And afterwards we can just go do dinner or take a shower and then go do dinner, you know? But there were times when all we had was the evening because of the children where they were in their ages. There were times when it was the morning. Because for both of us, we had a lot going on and that was just a time of quiet and calm. So what is it for you? Yeah, it's, you know, it's so interesting because like we ask these questions on Instagram and we read all of your responses and every response does get read and, and we start to pull the information together and, you know, your responses impact us. It gets us into this place of saying, okay, well, well, what do we need to have the conversation about? How do mm-hmm. we dig in? Why is it important? Why is this time of day more important or more, you know, is our favorite time in this season? And how can we talk about it? And more importantly, more importantly, how do you set the stage to create incredible connection by digging deep into this and understanding the whys? And we're going to talk about that after this break. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're back and we're talking about setting the two of you up for success in knowing the time of day and how much that matters to the two of you when it comes to the two of you having sex. You know, as you heard from a lot of those responses, there are a lot of incredible emotions and connections that the two of you are experiencing when you're sexually intimate at your favorite time of day. Can I just say one thing though? Because I I always like to bring this in. Yeah. Intimacy, when we talk about intimacy, it's closeness and connection. That's what it is by definition. And so when you read the six pillars of intimacy, and if you haven't, please go get it. It's at sixpillarsofintimacy.com. That's a number six, pillarsofintimacy.com. Intimacy is closeness and connection. And so how are you guys getting close and connected when it comes to your sexual intimacy? Because we're talking about time of day. 
Also with this, it's going to be your emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. How are you getting close and connected to be able to talk about this together, to come up, to determine what's going to work best? There's always going to be some fluid going on here. Like it doesn't mean just because Elisa and I are, we've talked about this and it's like that like late afternoon time. It doesn't mean it's the only time. Right. Because we have learned for us to be close and connected in our emotional intimacy that we need to be able to initiate at other times of day as well. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean like, no, it can't happen. So that's how you guys are being able to connect and figure out, okay, where are we right now? And yet we can still ebb and flow. Like things are happening. It's like, hey, I'm horny this morning. Are you? Yeah. All right. Let's go. We may be nighttime people, but it's morning. Let's go for it. Right. And, you know, having this understanding between husband and wife is it's truly one of the biggest gifts Mm -hmm. that the two of you can give to each other and having strategies to really be able to achieve that time is also super important because it's not just enough to say, hey, yeah, this is my favorite time of day. Mm. If there isn't a strategy to make that time of day happen more often. And I just want to say as a side note, um, I actually hadn't put this in the episode notes. You may actually have different times of day. It's not unheard of. No. And this is where give and take happens in a marriage where the two of you are willing to step into your other, your, your spouse's favorite time. Like it may not always be your favorite time, but show up show up and take turns be in that place but you know some of the strategies and i love this some of the strategies the one family has to have sex at their favorite time of day um get get your kids out of the house (laughs) when our kids were really like elementary middle school age i loved when our kids got invited to birthday parties it was my favorite Mm -hmm. it was my favorite or when another family said hey we'll take your kids for a couple of hours i'm like yes you will because you know what laundry and dishes will wait this Mm -hmm. is our time this is our time. So when your kids are out of the house, send sexy texts to set the mood or to check the mood and set expectations, right? Like you, like if you know nighttime, this is a little more difficult in the morning because likely you've been sleeping beforehand, but afternoon, evening are your time. Start sending those sexy text messages. Start flirting ahead of the time because if you know that's your favorite time, like get it ready. And, and I do want to share this, that you bring that one up because... We have an, an amazing article that got released recently. It's called Four Tips for Sexting Your Spouse. Oh, there you go. And it's awesome. And the response we got to it has been amazing. So again, I'll put that link here in the episode notes for you guys. Well, somebody else said, you know, when I hear that my husband is choosing to prioritize our relationship and doing what I, I'll do what I need to do to be awake. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you start building that communication being able to say, Hey, let's do this tonight and be able to create that space where it's like, all right, well, like if you're making us a priority, like I'm going to do what I got to do. Somebody else said taking advantage of opportunities. So this might not just be, you know, if the kids are out of the house or with friends, it's like, Hey, we have nothing to do this Saturday afternoon. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go fill it with a whole bunch of activities. You could actually make the decision that the two of you are going to spend time together when you're awake, when the sun's still up, like all the things. Now, here's something I do need to say here. Oh, goodness. Okay. I love, I, I love, I wish you guys could see him because when he does this, like we, we podcast on a standing desk. So when he like leans into the microphone and the elbow comes up and the Italian hand like reaches out, like you need to understand. Okay. What do you have to say? Plans are great. And sometimes things can happen. 
Fair. And I'm and I'm just saying this because this has happened many a times in our marriage, and you and there can be disappointment when you are planning. The kids are gone, everything's great, and then guess what? You take a nap. That can happen. <laughs> I was going to say your period could start. Oh yeah, fair. You could. One of us could, you know, eat something the night before and feel yeah. like all of a sudden now we're feeling sick. Um, and so do know that I think all of us have gone through that and have felt that because there's this excitement that we are going to be close and connected, mm-hmm. intimacy, and yet something happens. And so do know that you could have the best plans laid out mm-hmm. and things can go sideways. And that's where being able to have those conversations about what's happened instead of ignoring it matter so much because if you ignore it, it can easily become a resentment mm-hmm. that creates disconnect and threatens the intimacy in your marriage. I just wanted to throw that in there because I, I think a lot of us think, oh my gosh, it's the movie. It's the perfect thing. We planned it. It's it, and, and you know what? We live in the real world and things like this happen. And in 26 years of marriage, almost 27 years, I can recall many a times when we are on a trip, we're going on a trip, the kids are all gone when the kids were younger, it's all, in one of us, something has happened and it's like, oh, and it's that letdown. And yet we don't allow that letdown to keep us down. Mm-hmm. We have to, in our, in our own time and in our ways, to be able to connect with one another again, to be able to go like, hey, that that wasn't what we had planned. Mm. Let's figure out a way to move forward together. And, you know, here's the thing. When you make your sexual intimacy a priority, you're going to work to find mm-hmm. opportunities, right? You're going to you're going to be able to engage in these conversations. You know, others of you, when you talked about, you know, setting the stage for the right time and whatnot, you said things like, take a shower to rejuvenate my energy. Mm. This can be especially like some people might just need a shower to wake up in the morning and be like, okay, let me just like rinse off and like get ready to go. And some of you might need that shower at the end of the day where it's like, okay, especially if you have kids, it might, or come home from work, it might just be that like, you know what, let me just wash off all of the day stuff and transition into being husband or wife, like move back into this place of being a lover Mm -hmm. and, and like just, it can be a mental thing where you get into there. Um, you know, other people said, you know, just in terms of being able to really get back into that favorite time, suggest a massage or go to bed early so that we can unwind. For those of you that your favorite time is nighttime, like you don't have to stay up till midnight and just try and squeeze it in. You can actually choose to, like if you know that about yourselves, go to bed early. Mm-hmm. Create that environment at night. I-, I love this one. We talk about our schedules and what would work best. Oh my gosh. Um, as a coach, this probably just like makes my heart sing because week to week, like you guys can know your favorite times and you can look at your schedules and say, Hey, like if you're, if one of you has got a favorite time at nighttime and one of you is like favorite middle of the day, you can look at your schedules and go, Hey, here's what this next week is going to look like. Well, and that is where our intimacy lifestyle planner comes into play because and, and many of you have heard of this. It's all about scheduling sex. And so you can take that intimacy lifestyle planner, and I'll put a link here in the episode notes. I think it's oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash IL planner. It is that. But use that because then it allows the two of you to go, where are we open? And it doesn't mean 
at 9.02 p.m. on Wednesday night. That's never what we've meant about scheduling sex. What it means is on Wednesday night, we are going to be sexually intimate. And you are going to initiate or I am going to initiate. And by putting in that into play, it allows for you to, to know that whatever time of day it's going to be, you, it's, it's there. Elisa and I have had to look at our intimacy lifestyle planners in the past at times and literally look at it. We would sit down on a Sunday and try to plan out the week or the month and go, okay, this is when we know we have openings. And again, when the children were younger, that was much more important. But I will tell you, having lived that out for the last 14 years of our marriage, I believe truly saved our sexual intimacy and our emotional intimacy because we had to challenge one another on a weekly basis to go, we are going to be committed to doing this with one another through thick and thin. And sometimes it worked out great. Mm-hmm. And other times it didn't. It was scheduled for Wednesday morning and Wednesday morning came and passed. Mm-hmm. And we had to engage one another of why that happened. And so if you're looking at a way to put things into play when it comes to what time of day to have sex, I would highly suggest you pick up the Intimacy Lifestyle Planner. Absolutely. Because like Tony and I said, the the first 11 years, I don't know that we ever had a conversation about time of day. (laughs) Like I can't think of one. Your guess is as good as mine on this one. I I think, you know, maybe sometimes we like, I mean, it was just kind of like, hey, want to have sex, right? And mm-hmm. and not that there was anything wrong with it. It's just that we weren't very intentional about it. And, you know, we share all of these these strategies and the whys that came out of your peers, the one family. And we do that for a reason. Because maybe you've never thought about it. Maybe just by default, it's at the end of the day, but you have been listening to this particular episode and you're like, you know what? What would it look like for us mm-hmm. to be able to have to be sexually intimate in the afternoon. Like how nice would it be? You know, I heard Tony say, well, you know, late afternoon and then they get cleaned up and they go have dinner. I, I literally told coaching clients the other day, I'm like, please, the whole dessert before dinner thing, dessert meaning your sexual intimacy is fabulous. And here's why, like time of day, right? I am very tired at the end of the day. I will share this with you all. So if we go out and we have a rich meal, so a rich meal combined with it being the end of the day, there's only one thing I want to do when I get home. And that's not have sex. I want to read. It's not, even have- a, it's not even a rich meal, honey. We could have dinner here, sit down and watch maybe a show or two. Or And, and I love comedy, comedy shows. Yeah. Comedy shows. So I, I'm going to watch some comedy shows. Um, but we can we can have just salad and chicken, watch a comedy show, and you're done. You're not, it's not like you're like, oh, wow, that was a rich meal and I can't. Well, but I'm just telling you, like, like, you know, for a lot of people, that's date night, right? And yes. so, so being able to say, hey, you know what? Like if we're not going out, that's a great time. But like if we are going out, let's have sex earlier mm-hmm. if we can pull that off, right? Being able to even have that flexibility and that those conversations and say, hey, when do we enjoy? I mean, at the end of the day, have a conversation this week and talk about when do I really enjoy mm-hmm. having sex with my spouse? I like, think, think about I, it. I think even recently we've discussed some times of like, oh, hey, we'll do it at night here. And, and literally it comes and goes. And we're like, we're tired. We're out. of Like, it, it was a good idea. <laughs> really, when we when we were looking at each other talking about, we're like, ooh, this is a good idea. And then the actual time comes around, and we're like, no, I, I, what were we 
thinking. I am, I'm tired. I'm, I'm like, I have no energy right now. And I want to get up tomorrow morning because, you know, whatever it may be, or we're getting up early tomorrow morning because we got something going on. And it's just sort of like, oh, for, like, forget it. It's okay. <laughs> like, let, let's see what happens tomorrow, the next day during that, like those, those hours when the sun is up. <laughs> Oh my gosh, those hours when the sun is up. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's quite a few of them. So, you know, we'll throw that out there. But, you know, it it is important. It is important because energy levels matter, mood matters, engagement matters. And when you have, like, when you understand where you're at your best with those different things and where your spouse is at their best, the, the impact that that will have on your sexual encounter it's tremendous, but you got to know, and you got to talk about it with your spouse. Yeah. So here's the thing this week, as you look at what time of day, do you have sex? Alisa said three words, and I think this needs to be repeated. And it's what you, the two of you need to discuss your mood, your energy, and your engagement. Those three things together with that time of day can make all the difference in your sexual intimacy in the way that you guys engage with one another. So this week, as you guys discuss this episode with one another, we'd love to hear what you're, what you're thinking and how you've had a breakthrough in this area or any other area of your marriage. So make sure you send us an email to hugs at one extraordinary marriage.com. Go out there this week, talk about your mood, talk about your energy, talk about your engagement, and how does that impact your sexual intimacy? You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.